Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Rivalries restored. Got some big pendulum swinging games of some of our elite matchups across the country. Some of them don't have the zip that they've had in years past. I get it. But some of them pretty significant. And of course, Ohio State, Michigan now is where Alabama Auburn was a decade ago in terms of determining, I mean, college football national title favorite. Back in the BCS era, obviously, it was who's going to end up in the national championship game. But oh boy, Ohio State, Michigan has now supplanted Auburn, Alabama as that pivotal pendulum game or catapult, if you will. So we're going to look at those games. Who wants these games? Who needs these games more? A little want and need. Going to look at that. Also, a little SEC brass. We're going to hand out some hardware. A little SEC silver, although it's more like gold, but nonetheless. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to tell you who's the coach of the year, player of the year, defensive, offensive, all that good stuff. Also, college football should and would. We have what I consider to be one elite opening right now. One, I mean, pretty prestigious. Two or three right smack dab in the middle there. And then there's the graveyard jobs we got to get in, get out. I, you could have nice careers, but national title contenders you are not going to be. So we're going to look at those positions, who these programs should hire and who they more than likely would hire. And Stroud and Proud, this weekend, the game of the week in the NFL is going to be the Texans hosting the Jaguars. Why C.J. Stroud, come Sunday night, could be your MVP favorite. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Want to track us down via social media? That's how you go about it. Harp on Sports, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. All right, rivalries restored. Ohio State, Michigan is obviously the big, 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 big win this weekend. I mean, they're both undefeated. I mean, good gracious. The winner's going to go to the college football playoff. They're going to drub Iowa. The loser's going to be on the outside looking in. Unfortunate. That'll change next year. What'll be interesting next year, depending on how the schedule lays itself out. Do you realize in the Big Ten, these two could play each other and then turn right back around and play each other again? That's what we have to look forward to. Now, that's going to be one of those realignment of the conferences focus that could happen with Auburn and Alabama too in the SEC. Uh, what's that going to mean for college football? But neither here nor there, different, different podcast, different show for that. Wanted to go through and look at these. Who wants this game more? Who needs this game more? Two different things, right? Two different things. And let's start off with Ohio state, Michigan, because this is going to be the biggest swinging one. Who wants it more? Who needs it more? Well, Ohio state wants it more but Michigan needs it more. Ohio State wants it more because they've lost to Michigan back-to-back years. They've been embarrassed back-to-back years. Um, Ohio State trying to get back into the college football playoff. They were there last year. But remember, they've got a young quarterback. They've got a young nucleus. And this year, the fact that they're undefeated is remarkable. The Big Ten West has been a mess, but the East has been a lot better. Maryland, Rutgers, there have been some teams that have kind of figured Penn State's going to go 10-2 and for crying out loud. We're talking about how they're a failure. But Michigan needs it more. Why? Because of all the controversy, the questions. If Michigan lays an egg at home to Ohio State, 
Then all of a sudden, without Harbaugh, then all of a sudden the suspension really stung them. And you look at their accomplishments and say, okay, well, what did they accomplish without sign stealing? Now, albeit for me, I don't, and far be it for me, I don't know if they're still doing it or what they're doing, but if they beat Ohio State at home with all the binoculars and the eyes of the world, eagle eyes on them, then it's probably legit. It's probably legit. Who needs it? Who wants it more? Ohio State wants it more. Michigan needs it more. Florida State, Florida. Well, Florida State both wants and needs it more. Florida would like to have it. They'd like to go bowling. Billy Napier in his second year. Top five recruiting class coming in, but Florida State. Back in the saddle, has a chance to compete for a national championship for the first time in a decade. Getting back to the college football playoff. Mike Norvell, this rebuild that he put together there has been impressive. Jordan Travis being out. Now you got Rotomaker in there as the backup. I mean, everything lines itself up for a Florida State-Louisville ACC championship game next week. But Florida State's got to get by their rival first. Want and need. Florida State with a loss, then, okay, Florida State. If they drop this game to Florida and lose to Louisville, they didn't win anything this year. Think about that. Well, they won their no, they don't have a division in the ACC anymore. Think about that. If Florida State loses to Florida and then turns around and loses to Louisville, they didn't win anything this year. Still have a chance to win their bowl game, but yikes. Now you could also say the same thing could beat Florida and lose to Louisville next week, and I get it. But what a year Florida State's had. And without Jordan Travis, who knows what we're going to get? Graham Mertz is also out for Florida, so yeah. Florida State both want and need. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, this is pretty simple. Alabama want and need more. Uh, There'll be a day for Auburn, and the job that Hugh Freeze will do there, he'll get that cooking. He will. He'll he'll have them competing. In two years' time, that Iron Bowl will be back on the stage as being legit. Not going to happen this year, not going to happen next year. But both, I mean, Alabama – for the college football playoff, all those things still at stake. Alabama both want and need more. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina, want and need more? Gamecocks. Look, South Carolina won this last year. Well, South Carolina needs it to go to a bowl. Beamer needs it to keep his head above water. Clemson would like to have it, but at 7-4, and four, at 8-4 and four for Dabo, okay, you don't want to lose to your rivals back-to-back years, but 7-5, and 8-4, try and tell me there's a huge difference there. With what happened to South Carolina last year, going to a bowl game, losing to Notre Dame, where they had the lead in the first half, and to follow it up with a 5-7 and seven season and a loss to your arch rival, who's having a down year, Beamer needs this one bad. So I've got South Carolina both want and need more. And then you get to Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. Let's face it, the teams that are in the national title hunt are the ones that are going to want and need it more. Setting up that collision course for a potential Heisman, especially, you know, I mean, good gracious. Next Friday night's going to give us Oregon, Washington, and Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, probably for the Heisman Trophy, especially if Bo Nix can do it. Michael Penix Jr.'s had a couple of off weeks, be a little bit more tough, a little tougher for him to sell, but let's face it, Bo Nix puts together a big performance this weekend. He will, it'll be his Heisman to lose against Washington next week. Up. You know, there's other ones, A&M, LSU, I want and need. Jaden Daniels, of course, wants it, needs it for his Heisman candidacy. A&M going to have a new coach, so it really doesn't matter. Any of these programs that, like Michigan State and Penn State, that no longer have a head coach, to me, the other team needs it more, wants it more. 
It's a little want-in-need rivalry restored this weekend in all of these games. Who wants it more? Who needs it more? All right. Pivoting from that to this, a little college football, would and should, in terms of coaching candidates, these programs, who they should hire, who I think they would hire if they were hiring today based on the candidacies. And let's start off first with just Texas A&M, who they would hire, who they should hire. To me, they should hire Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is going to win double-digit games at Ole Miss two out of the last three seasons. Two different quarterbacks. Now, yeah, they got drilled by Georgia, and they lost to Alabama. They're going to lose to the top two teams in this conference when it's all said and done. And the fact that he has a double-digit win season under his belt, again. Now, going to a major bowl game, eh, probably not. You know, Mizzou is going to be right in there as well. Ole Miss probably going to end up, what, the Citrus Bowl, something like that. But I look at the season that they had, and if they do go to a major bowl game, the fact that he's done that two out of three years at Ole Miss, you give him big donor paychecks with two commas in it instead of one to go after things, facilities that have two commas in it instead of one, a recruiting budget that's got multiple commas in it, Texas A&M with that type of money, look what he's doing at Ole Miss. You're basically going to double his revenue to go after things recruiting-wise? Oh, my. Sarkeesian Kiffin? Now, what do I think they're going to do? I don't think they're going to end up hiring him. Everything points to Jeff Trailer at Texas San Antonio right now. I, I've got him for a different job down the path. I actually have him taking Lane Kiffin's job should Lane Kiffin leave and take the A&M job. Should, would, could. Who should? A&M hire, should hire Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss should hire Jeff Trailer from Texas San Antonio. He can recruit the state of Texas, had success, and he's inheriting a bunch of talent. He's a good football coach. At Mississippi State, who they should hire, John Sumrall from Troy, chance at a double-digit win season. Done a nice job there, been there a couple years. He was an assistant coach at Mississippi at Ole Miss. So I, you know, you could also talk him into Ole Miss too, but for me, John Summerall, knows the state. He's recruited the state. He's right next door in Alabama. Sliding him in there. seems to make sense. I like guys that have run programs before and John Summerall's done that. Uh, Michigan state, Jason Candle, who's they should hire the head football coach at Toledo. Dude's going to end up probably 11 and one. He's been there. What? Five or six years now. He's done a nice job. He's done a nice job at Toledo and he's kind of looking for that next gig. He's familiar with recruiting the state of Michigan, having been right at Toledo and in Ohio in that pocket. He's a good solid head football coach. It's what Michigan state needs. You go back and look at what Michigan state's done over the years, at least over the last few years, Mel Tucker, eh. when they hired Dan Tony, excuse me, Mark D'Antonio, where'd they hire him from? Yeah. They hired him from where? Louisville, Cincinnati. They, they hired a guy that had head coaching experience. I said Louisville, Cincinnati. They, they hired a guy that had head coaching experience. You take a guy that's been a head coach and you slide him into a peg where, okay, he's had head coaching experience. He's had success. Okay, now what? Now what? What's next? Boom. Start checking these boxes. Jason Candle to Michigan State could be what D'Antonio was to Michigan State. 
And there's other jobs out there too. Like Boise State, I've got Brian Harson coming back to they should hire. And Syracuse, a guy like Jamie Chaldwell uh, from Liberty, that that's the route they should go. A school like Syracuse trying to find a head coach is tough. But again, I'm a big fan. If I'm a Power 5 school, hiring coordinators are nice, but I want to hire somebody that's run something before. Been in charge. So AM should hire Lane Kiffin. Michigan State should hire Jason Candle. Mississippi State should hire John Summerall. Jeff Trailer to Mississippi should Lane Kiffin leave. Uh, Jamie Childwell is who Syracuse should hire. And Boise State should hire Brian Harson. And I know some of these create other dominoes, but I don't want to go down that wormhole too much with you today. Should, could, would. And who knows? There's always some curveball. There's always some major job that opens up as well. Who knows what it'll be? But there always is one or two. Uh, speaking of one or two, a little SEC silver. It's going to hand out some hardware. Not gold. That's reserved for national championship, Heisman, all of those things. Butkus Award, Bedneric Award, all those. But it's more like bronze. But anyway, a little SEC hardware for you, a little SEC silver. Uh, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Player of the Year. Just your regular standard structure awards. Coach of the Year in the SEC has got to be Eli Drinkwitz. Going to have double-digit wins at Mizzou. And, you know, it's competitive against Georgia. He was competitive against Georgia. LSU played well, just fell apart on him late. Hung on to beat Florida. But this is a guy that's going to win double-digit games. He's done a nice job. You know, I'm surprised you don't hear his name being thrown around a little bit more. But there's no real major jobs. You could maybe talk to me, Eli Drinkwitz, going up and, and maybe, maybe taking over Miss, Michigan State. But this is a guy that was at Appalachian State. If he goes anywhere, would you leave? You wouldn't leave Missouri to go to Duke. Maybe Missouri to go to North Carolina when Mac Brown retires, but Eli Drinkwitz, he's coach of the year in the SEC. Also make a case for the job that Nick Saban's done, the job that Kirby Smart's done, but it, it, it's Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, defensive player of the year, I, there's one of two guys I'm torn on, Dallas Turner and Nate Watson. I, Nate Watson kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because he's at Mississippi State. That's a Butkus Award finalist at Mississippi State. Defensive Player of the Year. But can you be Defensive Player of the Year if your team doesn't do anything? You know what I mean? And Josh Allen won a couple years ago at Kentucky, so the answer, yeah. Dallas Turner or, or, or Nate Watson, either of them I'm okay with. I, I Nate Watson's the better defensive player, but Dallas Turner's probably going to win it. Um, Offensive player of the year is Jaden Daniels. I don't even know how would you I, I don't even know who'd be second in this discussion. I really don't. Carson Beck, probably. I don't even know who else you'd even bring up. But th- that's a little SEC silver. I'd, Eli Drinkwitz, coach of the year, offensive player of the year, Jaden Daniels, defensive player of the year, probably Dallas Turner, but Nate Watson's the better defender, just on a much worse team. And then you could go through this and do it in every conference, right? If you're doing this in the ACC, Jeff Brom, you'd have to win, right? I mean, Jeff Brom would be coach of the year. Jordan Travis would be offensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. No idea. (laughs) The Big Ten coach of the year would be who would the Big Ten? It's a great question. Not going to be Harbaugh. Who would be coach of the year in the Big Ten? Guy at Northwestern? 
Dude's going to go to a bowl game. It'd be, it'd be him at Northwestern inheriting that mess. Pat Fitzgerald left and to, to, to go to a bowl game, win six games in your first year. Offensive player, there'd be Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't even know how you, that wouldn't even be a debate. What would be interesting is to see who the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 would be. Because it's going to be Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. Could you imagine Michael Penix Jr. not winning anything? We may be heading down that path this year. Bo Nix claiming all the hardware. All right, one to uh, wrap with this. A little Stroud and Proud. You know, going into this weekend, trying to figure out which game would be the game of the week in the NFL. And, you know, we had Thanksgiving triple header, which, you know, not real competitive, was it? So I look around heading into the weekend. There's games that, like the Colts, there's some big games. The Colts and the Bucks. The Colts win. The Colts are six and five. The Bucks lose. Then all of a sudden, you know, they're three games below five hundred, and the NFC that the NFC South isn't very good. But all of a sudden, if they're four and seven, the Bucks tracking down the Saints is going to be tough. But the Falcons are four and six. That division's a mess. Seven and ten may win that division when it's all said and done. But I was looking around the rest of the league, and what's at stake? You know, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Okay. okay I, Nothing really pops with the exception of the Jaguars and the Texans. The Jaguars and the Texans, that's a monumental game. It is. That's a monumental game inside of that division. Why? Because the Texans already have a win under their belt against them in their one game back. So with a win at home, the Texans would be in first place, even though they're tied with the Jags and hold the tiebreaker. And at this point, I look at CJ Stroud trying to figure out some MVP candidates. Miles Garrett's the one that everybody loves right now, and I get it. I get it because Patrick Mahomes has been good, but not great. Lamar Jackson hasn't played enough and accumulated enough stats. Of course, Burrow and Allen are in never, never land. Dak Prescott's done a nice job. Jalen Hurts has done a nice job, but they're not. Oh my God. They're the MVP right now. CJ Stroud is on pace right now for 5,000 yards, passing 30 touchdowns and nine picks. Is that enough? If C.J. Stroud throws for 5,000 yards as a rookie, 30 touchdowns, 9 picks, and the Texans win that division, is the MVP? Is he? I don't know. Start to make the case. I mean, rookie of the year's over, unless he gets hurt. Rookie of the year's a done deal. He's going to win that. But now we're talking about rookie of the year and MVP? Look where the Texans were last year. Texans were one of the worst five teams in the league. Now Now they're talking about winning the division? So that's the game of the week. There's other ones out there too, you know, you got the Browns and the AFC is just a complete jumble right now. But is it the, is it the Browns and the, and the Broncos, it, that's whew, back there four through seven or five through seven, five through nine in the AFC is kind of fun, kind of up for grabs, but Stroud and proud, proud Stroud. After this weekend, CJ Stroud may just be your NFL MVP front runner. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Hope you and yours had a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends. <laughs>